Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast, listener-generated. I'm kind of feeling weird about calling them users. It's all very chat GPT. Uh, the rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage where I'll print it, then scrunch it up and use it to help build a fire in my freezing cold flat. I'm Joel, a man who puts the ace into glacial temperatures. And across from me is John Harris. A man who, in order to stop checking his smart meter 500 times a day, has had it encased in a saw-style trap that will remove a finger every time he attempts to get a reading. Hello, John. Hello, mate. Uh, it's cold, John. It's minus... We record this on a day where it's minus five degrees. Cold snap. You moved at a bad time, right? You moved at a time where it was like, whatever your bills were going to be, they had to be the new... Whereas I'm on like one of these smug people who fixed term like two years ago. Uh, look at you. So, look at you. I'm, La Dida. I'm sweating. <laughs> John, you're topless. I did wonder why. Oh, well done you. How about we have some really great film ideas to help warm my soul? What have you got, John? Uh, what about this one from George, The Pruman Show? It's The Truman Show, but instead of Jim Carrey on a giant TV set, it's Prue Leaf in a big Bake Off's tent. That's good. And what, she cuts into a cake one day and it's a prop? Oh, is it cake? Let's get on the trend. Wow, yeah, it kind of is. Is it cake? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Prue leaves living living a lie. So what are we saying? She never leaves the tent. She lives in the tent. She doesn't know there's a world outside the Bake Off tent. That is good because I my concern was it was like the big twist is she finds out that she's on a reality TV cooking show. But I think she's aware of that as far as I can tell. <laughs> she's aware she's on a show, but she's never lived outside of the tent or maybe that the the manor house where the show is made. Yeah. But then who does she think she's making the TV exactly, show for? Exactly, because they can't show a normal telly. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. George. I mean, I like it. Oh, it's a great pun on the Truman Show, and Prue Leaf is fun. Oh, sometimes that's all we need. I thought you said the Pruneman Show. Okay, what's that? I, I don't know, man. It's the same film, but he can never, because he eats so many prunes, he's never away from a toilet long enough to really work out what's going on. Uh, so like, he'll have, a, he'll have a breakthrough and be like, hang on, that looked like, just like some lighting rigging that just fell from the sky. Oh, I need to run to the toilet because I'm incredibly regular. And that's how they get him. So the people making the show, the producers, have realised he's getting close to figuring it out. So they start lacing all of his drinks and all of his food with laxatives and prunes so that he never has an opportunity to investigate for long enough. Yeah. Because he goes to the toilet, they reset everything. He comes out, the thing he thought he spied is gone. 
I mean, Pullman show would work better. A Pullman show. There you go. It's the same thing. It's just, you, it there we go, just Joel. A, it's it's fun to sort of listen to you in real time, sort of get to the pun. It, it really is. It, it was a journey. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> I'll be honest. You know, as ever with this show, John, neither of us have really seen the other, the ideas the other one's reading out. And so we just kind of navigate our way towards hopefully something entertaining. How about this one from Nathan? Lake Flaccid. So Lake Placid is piranhas? Crocodiles? No, it's a, isn't it a giant croc? I've never seen Lake Placid, but I have memories of it being on a friend's DVD shelf. And I feel like the, so that's enough, right? To know about a film? Yeah. I've seen the cover, I've seen the cover of the DVD. I've not even read the back of it, but I can extrapolate from that exactly what this film's about. On the cover, there is a woman standing in a lake. I'm going to assume Lake Placid. <laughs> and behind her, and I don't think she can see, I think are the giant jaws of a big croc-like creature. Yep, pretty much. Just having a look. And that's why it's so funny, John, because there's absolutely nothing placid about a great big crocodile creature coming to snap you up. And I imagine it's a band of teenage pals and they go for a wild and wet weekend down at the lake. And little do they know, there is like a prehistoric style giant croc living in it. And it eats them one by one? Or does it become part of the gang? I don't know. I, I As I say, I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's a, Apparently it's a horror comedy. The only thing I will say is I think you might be wrong about the youngsters. Uh, the cast is oh, pretty stacked. Oh, it's, it's Bill Pullman, oh, Brendan it's Gleeson. It's not youngsters. It's a, it's a load of old people who goes to the lake and get eaten. Betty White. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> the late great wet Betty White. Wow, that is... What weird... Why is Brendan Gleeson in it? Are they hunting the thing? Yeah. Are Betty White and Brendan Gleeson hunting... The giant crocodile. You can, you, you have to assume. The tagline is you'll never know what bit you. But I think you would. It's a giant great <laughs> big crocodile. It's a, but it's so big that it just eats you. So the bite eats just you. kills you. That's, that's not being bitten. Uh, yeah, true, true. If you're swallow, if a big blue whale comes and swallows you up in the sea, John, you wouldn't say I was bitten by a blue whale. <laughs> you don't know me. You know my life. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. You are stupid. So maybe you would say that. Um, maybe I want to watch I think I might want to watch Lake Placid Flaccid we've got to get to this there's there's only one connotation maybe I'm being filthy minded but there's only one connotation I have for the word flaccid and so Mm -hmm. are we suggesting he has a a big floppy willy this crocodile (laughs) (laughs) what instead of a crocodile it'll make the DVD cover very different and if it had been on a you know, 13 year old powers of mind DVD shelf, I'd have questions about how he'd acquired it. And um, maybe would have been more likely to watch it. The guy that directed Lake Placid mm-hmm. is Steve Miner. And his most recent production credit is the Jessica Simpson vehicle, Private Valentine, Blonde and Dangerous. How old is that? Is that a recent? That's 2008. Oh, fine. Yeah. You know, to each their own. Sight unseen, if we take away the crocodile element of it, could Lake mm-hmm. Flaccid be sort of a horror, but it's it's sort of a comment on masculinity. And so it's this lake that causes you to get erectile dysfunction and the murderer is going on a rampage because he can't do sexy things anymore. I think it's great. Oh, thank you. That's good. Well done, man. And that's Brendan um, Gleeson. And that stars Brendan Gleeson and sort of a hologram Betty White. <laughs> there we go. Would you like another word What's from next? me? Please. The Generation Game. Alan Turing takes part in a celebrity special of the popular game show in effort to beat the Nazis. Because <laughs> it's the imitation game, right? It's the imitation game. Um, do you want Jim Davidson anywhere near this? 
Surely someone like Stephen Mulhern's done it in the last couple of years, right? They've done a, they must have done a remake with some ITV talent, right? Yeah. Okay. So Mulhern is um, recruited by MI5 to bring down the Nazis. Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> Mulhern also Mulhern also does magic. Do you remember? Yes. People people forget this about Mulhern, but Mulhern started out as a magician. So instead of codes to confuse the Nazis, we're sending them like magic, invisible ink, like basic magic yes, tricks. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's so good. There's no way a whole message could be tucked up his sleeve. <laughs> that kind of thing. And he can pull out like really elaborate maps from his sleeve when he's behind enemy lines. <laughs> he's never getting found. That's great. There must be other why stuff. Why not been a, why is it, no, why has there not been like a table magician <laughs> a spy? Imagine if the next James Bond was like a really crap table <laughs> magician. That'd be so brilliant, wouldn't it? It can't all be sleeve-based magic, though, Joel. There must be. He must do other tricks. What? What are the other classic tricks? A couple of smoke bombs to get out of being yeah smoke bombs. Up. I don't some sort of rabbit in a hat, but I don't really know how that would be beneficial. You know, in the thick of the down at the Somme, um, <gasps> they send message by pigeon, right? And he like pulls him out of a hat. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a carrier pigeon in his top hat at all times. Uh, uh, and he can he can throw playing cards in like a dynamo style <laughs> to take out his enemies. <laughs> and so there's two ways this can go. There's we there's one way where he is actually very good. Or there's the other way where it is like uh, Johnny English. Yeah, he's just Yeah. He sort of doesn't understand that his magic is basically basic deception and he's he's sort of killed within half. And he's an just hour. sort of flukes it. No, 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 no. Isn't the thing with like John English that he kind of is so incompetent that you can't predict him. And so he, he succeeds. He, I feel like that would also be good of a terrible magician. So incompetent that they are competent. That is sort of what we've been trying to do for the last few years on this podcast. We've been getting away with it for a long time, John. We've been getting away with it for nearly a decade. <laughs> I like it. Mulhern in the trenches, World War II, pulling out big maps from his <laughs> that, sleeve. That's what we that's what we thought that was gonna go. <laughs> that is not what Jason suggested at all. That's exactly what Jason was suggesting. <laughs> How about this one from Beck? Big Daddy Long Legs. I'm thinking giant spider with the head of Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Inherits a huge web. Okay. Is that Big Daddy? No. No, Big Daddy is uh, adopts he adopts a child to impress someone and then I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Mr. Deeds. They're all sort of the same. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the film is basically what's the thing that uh, that comes into Adam Sandler's life for 90 minutes of fun and frolics? Yeah. Is, it, is he adopting a child? Is he inheriting loads of money? Is it a magical a girl remote? With amnesia? Is it a magical remote control? Is it the ability to cobble shoes magically? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Quite a nice sort of way of pitching films to Adam Sandler, isn't it? He's like, okay, what's the gimmick this time? Well, Adam, you've got a hat that means you can only walk backwards. Big daddy long legs. So Adam Sandler's a giant spider. And he adopts a child? And he's, and he's pretty happy being a giant spider. And... A child gets caught in his web one day in the forest and he's going about his usually spider business. He starts wrapping the kid up in silk. And then the child says, please don't do this. I've got a magic key. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone more off piece than Jason's one. <laughs> and Adam Sandler stops for a second because John, 30 years ago, he lost a magic no. key. No. And he's been looking for it ever since. And they team up <laughs> and they set all their differences and they go and unlock the big door. No way. Oh my gosh. The big door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big door gets unlocked. Which is yeah. which is a metaphor for life in some way. It's way. a metaphor for 
having respect and love across species. Could it Big Daddy Longlegs be Adam Sutton? Just maybe just a standard sort of comedy caper where he just adopt he adopts a tarantula, a spider. Yeah, and it's sort of that's yeah, that's really good. I feel like you could probably pitch that that to Adam Sutton on Netflix. That's better. That is good. Yeah, he like maybe runs an exotic pet shop. And and one day one of the spiders says to him, (laughs) (laughs) "Don't sell me, Adam. Don't sell me because I've got a magic key." (laughs) And here's the thing, John. Thirty years ago. Adam Sandler lost a key to the shop, no. so he's had to keep it open for 24 hours a day since then. Uh, what about, <laughs> have you got another idea for me? Does it work on the big door at all, or is the big door not involved in that version? That's a different film, John. Sorry, sorry. It's an entirely different film you're gonna, with a different plot. You're going to need to help me on this one. This one comes from Sophie. About a Moyes. Uh, I'm assuming current down-as-luck West Ham manager David Moyes. Yeah. Although, John, he got a big win against Everton at the weekend which was a real relief for him and, and the, the entire East End of London. And me. Um, and you, of course. You were texting me about it. Just few, you said. About a Moyes. So about a boy, it, if I remember rightly, it's about a spider <laughs> who can't get through a door. Uh, no, about a boy is about this boy. No. Yes, Hugh Grant yep. is really rich. Yep. Thanks to the royalties of his dad writing a Christmas That's song. literally the only thing I remember about that film. That is imprinted in my brain is write a famous Nicholas Christmas Holt's song. Nicholas Holt's in it. Yeah. As a and kid. somehow somehow Hugh Grant adopts Nicholas Holt. I don't think he adopts him. They just sort of become... He takes him under his wing. Yeah. For, mm-hmm, for various mm-hmm, reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. And then I think at the end so he Dave- sings Killing Me Softly on stage, right? Whilst Hugh Grant plays the drums or something. I don't know. Something. So here's the film. Hugh Grant's dad wrote I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Okay. And as a result, Hugh Grant makes loads of money every time that song gets played, every time they sing it when they score a goal. But this season, their form's been poor. So the fans have been reluctant to sing it. They've been reluctant to stream any of the versions on Spotify. So Hugh Grant's finances are tanking. I love it. He takes David Moyes under his wing and Hugh Grant helps impart his decades of football knowledge to improve the side. And he makes them kind of charming. Like they're, they're a bit skittish and they fall over a lot, but they're a much more charming outfit. It's a bit, uh, and, uh, a bit Ted Lasso. And the song but becomes I'll a smash it. it again. It is a bit Ted Lasso, I guess. Yeah, I guess, but more believable. <laughs> I like. I um, I didn't know where you were going with that, and I love the idea that uh, <laughs> a football teams. I didn't. I'll be honest with you, John. I didn't know where I was going with it. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't. Sort of. You, I could see in the back of your mind you were thinking magic key. <laughs> the, uh, the words magic key are just floating around my head constantly now, and it's really, really distracting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How about this one from Alex? Knives out, ass bunion. Daniel Craig has to solve a murder while face down in a hospital bed as a funny doctor, played by Jack Black, takes a scalpel to his bum bunion. I think this is brilliant. So in my mind, Daniel Craig, or Benoit Blanc, is like on a massage table mm. and he can't move. So evidence and clues can only be presented to him underneath the massage table. And from there, he has to solve a murder that's happened maybe somewhere else in the hospital. Uh, what I like, What I like about it is it sort of screams that Daniel Craig is like, I'll do another one of these bloody films, but you've only got me for three days. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> and I want to, and I want to be lying down the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can imagine like he's in, he's in a static room for the entire time, and it's almost like a Wes Anderson shot, isn't it? Like Daniel Craig's looking down and stuff's like sliding past him, and he's trying to remember it a bit like John, the Generation Game. Hello. Wow. See, it's not just a magic key float around my head; it's also <laughs> magic words but the end is like a chase scene so his bed's on wheels <laughs> and he kicks off a chase against someone else who's also in a hospital bed and they run around the hospital together i think that'd be quite fun you know there's a bit where they both get in a lift together and then this chase pauses for a second while the lift music plays and it starts again as they both steam out in their beds um yeah it's a good idea i think ryan johnson is probably gonna play it slightly better but no, nope. Ryan Johnson right now is scrambling, John. I think he is. He needs the location for the third one, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a hospital. If Benoit Blanc is in a hospital, that's quite a good idea. I've seen people say a ski lodge. So... Uh, which is also good, but I would say I've got a funny feeling that Ryan Johnson and Mike White are going to be fighting it out for a location for White Lotus or Knives Out. I can see there being a real clash. There's a collision course coming, John. One of them's going to want the ski lodge. Well, they're both going to want the ski lodge and only one can win out. In my head, whilst you're saying that, I was thinking, well, obviously we need to do like a combo where they both, ha- you know, both things happen at the same time. And then it came, then my brain said whites out, which I'm not sure. Uh, knives. Whites out. Yeah, that's good. Knives um, Lotus. No, whites out is better. That is better. I, yeah, Benoit Blanc's on holiday. Murder happens. It's great. It is good. My, the, uh, my last point is I think maybe it should be... The murder should take place at like a private hospital and it should be some sort of comment on the American healthcare system because that's sort of, both films so far have been, you know, comments on rich people in power and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think we need to c- continue that theme somehow. So maybe it's at a posh private hospital and there's some books being cooked and stuff like that. I like it. Hey, John, should we do some ideas from me and an idea from you? Go on then. That sounded like I had multiple ideas. I've only got one. Here's one from me. Babylon. Decadence, depravity, and outrageous success in the studio while David Gray makes the <laughs> makes the album White Ladder. I knew I, as soon as you said it, I was like, and then he went decadence, depravity, and I was going to say David Gray, but yeah, decadence, depravity, and David that's Gray. That's the tagline. That's the, that's the tagline. I know what we're calling the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just charts the production of that album, which 
as far as I'm aware, allegedly was steeped in mountains of class A drugs, all night benders, exotic animals, oh. just it, pure excess as he wrote the song Magic uh, This Year's Love and Sail Away. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the forgotten B-side, The Magic Key. Oh. What do you think, John? Oh, I love it. It's <laughs> Do you know what? It's the next week biopic. We've had Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> We've had Rocket Man. It's time for Sail Away, the David Gray story. I just, um, I just, it's time to sail away with David Gray. I, I, do you know what? Because it was like the late 90s, I wouldn't mm-hmm. even be surprised if there was drugs and debauchery happening, even though it's the most sort of vanilla, lovely vanilla album you know, of all time. It's the best ever selling album in Ireland. Go on, Ireland. And he's not Irish. On the subject of Ireland, let's move on to my one, which is the oh. the Banshees of old Ed Sheeran, a now retired Ed, moves <laughs> to Ireland and is terrorised by spirits for writing Galway Girl. Perfect. There you go. No notes. Thank you. Well done, everyone. Hey, John, we've got to go because a small boy has just <laughs> walked into the room and he has clutched in his hand there a key that I lost some 30 years ago. <laughs> Uh, well done, John. Oh, thank you. Well done, Joe. How are you doing? All good? I'm good, I think. I actually feel much warmer after doing that. So if you could just sort of stay on the line and provide inane chat for the next uh, four to five hours. Let's do it. That might keep me warm, keep me toasty. You brought up Babylon. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the discourse around it? It's either the worst or best film ever made. I want to go and see oh, it. 100%. I'm worried I'm going to think it's fine. I mean, I'd, I'd, how do I enter the discourse? Well, exactly. Uh, actually, on the subject of a film, I watched over the weekend uh, Don't Worry Darling, which is a film that had a hell of a lot of discourse around oh, it. Oh, the Harry Styles. Yeah. Florence Pugh thing. What did you think? So, uh, as is as is my wont as a, as a child man, as a man of a child, well, I am a child man, but a man with a child as well. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, ha- we happened to watch it in two parts. And the first half finished... didn't finish we paused it at some point and i was thinking yeah it's all right it seems quite interesting and then like the second then we finished it last night and i was like oh okay i understand what everyone why why all the sort of conversations were happening really the second half really sort of falls off a cliff in terms of plotting i still had a lovely time watching it though i enjoyed it sometimes it's just nice to watch a film isn't it john that's what i think sometimes that's what i've come to realize but not avatar or avatar (laughs) 2 Is there anything else you've been consuming? Any any weird stories from your strange life, Joe? No. Sorry, it's been quite tame. I, I had a hot chocolate last night and started watching Happy Valley from the start. So there you go. So Happy Valley obviously is all the like rage at the minute. And I was, I thought I would love to be someone watching Happy Valley right now. It sounds like it's going well. And then, but then I was like, oh, you know, so many, because it's been, been on forever as far as I was concerned. Mm. But actually it's just two seasons of six episodes, right? Yeah, because it's British. So it's not. That's the great thing about British. Te- you can like you could binge it pretty quick. Yeah, you can sort of catch up with a you know a decades long show in a lunchtime. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so I think I might. I've started. I've started the EastEnders box set. <laughs> we either go. We either go very. We either microdose you with TV, or we just like in your face. We every give it to day. you every night for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I just want to whoa, update you. Whoa, so the whoa. other day I was innocently listening to A Problem Squared, a 
podcast mm-hmm. that I begrudgingly would say is worth your time if you've listened to every episode <laughs> of the Dream Factory first, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> and because me and Beck discussed, when Beck came on the podcast, it's co-hosted by mm-hmm. Beck Hill. And when she came on the podcast, we discussed having a beef together. Together, that sounds like we're doing it in partnership. We're, we're beef Mm. against one another i'm doing the, yes no that's the i'm doing the wrong symbol i'm putting my hands together when i should be pulling them apart anyway beef and then she brought it up on that podcast like last week so i thought well i need to pull my finger out and start this beef for proper because mm-hmm. we've sort of been called out on a podcast that gets more than you know 12 listeners and oh my gosh so i was try- i was doing a bit of a daily sort of torrent of abuse towards the problem squared guys including such classics as a Problem Squared is a great informative podcast. Brackets. It's opposite stay. <laughs> Just sort of classic <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. The harsh stuff. <laughs> the top shelf beef. <laughs> and uh, uh, Beck will like it. A Problem Squared will like it. Sometimes Beck's even retweeted it. But then they're, they're, they're not sort of beefing back. So it's, mm. I'm not sure a beef go- Do, goes one way. I don't think it does. It kind of, But maybe that's how they win the beef. They call you out <sighs> for beef and then they publicly ignore you. And they've won, kind of won twice. Ouch. So what do we, what do we do next? Do we dox them? What's the next, like, <laughs> logical? <laughs> yeah. It's a full doxing, right? We set the dreamers on them. They turn up at their house. That's the only way. Maybe. I think we have to mobilise our listeners finally, John. <laughs> what, they, what they don't realise over the last five years is that there's been a word in every episode that's formed a code. It's a sentence that I'll speak next week. Why do you think I mentioned some weird magic key all the way through this episode? That wasn't because I didn't have any ideas. I don't know what I was talking about. It's all very carefully planned. So next week there'll be a sentence and dreamers will just rise from their seats. Sleeper cell. And they'll start they'll start marching towards a problem squared HQ. <laughs> and they'll rue the day, John, they never replied to your tweets. There we go. Anyway, let's go and look. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ...of our lives. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, John, for talking. Bye. Goodbye. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.